0: It's Chiefs versus Broncos in a Thursday night matchup for the AFC West. How does it get done? Where's Travis Kelsey? And what do we think is going to happen today on Locked On Chiefs? From the land of the
1: free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast.
0: Welcome back, everybody. It's Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with a – Red Wednesday, Thursday, we're calling this. We're going to go with that. We're brought to you by prize picks today. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use our code locked on NFL to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Check out prize picks today. A lot to cover here. We're going to have a great time. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube, which we are live on right now. We're going to be live post game. You guys are going to dig this. We have a crossover for you tomorrow, and we are going to have coverage. All through the bye week, so what I call the short bye. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, as well as RGRFootball.com. This is my partner Chris Clark of ChiefsCorner.com. You can check him out and get in the action on everything that he's tracking. We have a lot to cover today as we squeeze in you uh, a bonus episode. We want to make sure you gave we gave you our preview show like we always do despite being on the short week. So we are going to cover predictions, players to watch, the keys that it's going to take to get this thing done. And we are going to start right now at the top of the show with the Kelsey watch. And what is going on with that right ankle? It's a great question.
1: And unfortunately we don't have a great answer. Uh, He is questionable. (laughs) I mean, there's talk that he should be able to go. There's talk that all the guys that are questionable. What was that? Aren't we all? Yeah. There's, there was talk that all the, all three of the guys that are questionable on the final report should be possibly able to go. It's going to depend on how, you know, their pain tolerances and how they're able to, you know, get through treatments and get ready for the game tomorrow. Uh, and I know Travis Kelsey could be a, a huge loss for Kansas City. I'm not trying to take it that away from that. Uh, but Tommy Townsend could be a sneaky loss for Kansas City if he's not able to go. And it's not necessarily because of the punting. You put in a, set, a a different holder there, that could throw off a lot of things in the in the kicking game. And so you're hoping that he's able to go.
0: Yeah, we've seen that raise its head before, and it is unfortunately something that has bigger effect than you think of just, just the punning game. get that satisfied. Uh, as we talked to Matt yesterday, if you guys missed that, go back and check that out. Um, with Karloftis, Tommy, and Travis all out somewhat, some form or fashion, it feels like Nick Bolton's going to be available. But they're going to have to make up for those guys if they're not. Tommy's a, a unique situation. Uh, normally you'd say, bring in Chad Henney, he can get it done, everybody's comfortable, let's go with it. Blake Gabbard hasn't been here that long, so that changes that dynamic in terms of how you address the issue to begin with. Uh, yep. Do you have qualms about that? Would you like them to see something? do something else?
1: I, I don't even know who their backup uh, holder is. I mean, that's the other question is who is the backup holder. I mean, I'm sure they have one, but uh, I don't know who it is. And we'll see. I mean, the big thing that you need to watch out for on Townsend is do they sign a punter to the practice squad today or tomorrow? If they do, then likely Townsend's probably going to end up being out. And I think that that could be an issue for the team. But at the same time, I mean, you are playing the Broncos. I think that you're know you hoping – and the other part of where that could go that could be a bigger issue where it would show its head is maybe instead of kicking field goals, you go for it on fourth and short. Maybe you go for two instead of, of trying to kick extra points if you don't feel comfortable with that situation.
0: Could very well be. Um, I think, obviously, you have to deal with the the Tommy Townsend replacement is is one thing. Uh, George Carlottis, I think, is the bigger deal in that um, you need him to kind of anchor until the gets back. You've really been relying on George. If he's uncomfortable, we saw his his explosiveness drip off uh, quite dramatically last week. Is FAU ready to do that? We know my Dana can fill in pretty admirably. That puts a little bit more stress on the defensive tackle situation because you're not rotating as many. Matt and I did touch on wanting to see Keondra Coburn more. Uh, you have Pharrell. Obviously, you have Turk Warden who came up with big play last week. So you feel like maybe you have enough rotation to tackle to be able to weather that storm. But it makes the, the defensive front pretty thin.
1: It does. And so I listened to what you and Matt talked about yesterday, and the question really becomes – are they saving Coburn later for the year? And I think that's a, that's a great point, and I can't remember if it was you or if it was Matt that said that, but I think it's a great point. And the reason it's such a great point is because you tend to see players coming from college that end up wearing out as the season goes on and getting low uh, later in the season. So maybe it's a situation where they want to make sure they have Coburn for the stretch run and make sure he's comfortable in the defense. And, you know, he's going to be there regardless – uh dickerson looks like he could be back this week so that's a positive for them for that position but you're right when it comes to this they don't have somebody that can step in and replace him and although you never want to see a player injured if he could have just waited one more week i would have felt a lot a little (laughs) bit better maybe even a lot better about the injury than i do right now
0: there is that and i understand where you're coming from It, it does make things a little easier But I do think they have the bodies. If they choose, that, if they want Mike Dana to play inside a little bit more, I do think that there is an opportunity there uh, to get a look at the speed rush from B.J. Thompson. That might be another option for them to elevate. We're going to have to see what this looks like, and hopefully we'll hear more on the roll-up to uh, pregame because there's a lot left to come here. Um, But obviously the marquee name that we have to talk about is Travis Kelsey and what you do if he's not able to go.
1: Well, you know, Travis Kelsey, but then on the other side, it's kind of interesting because – The Broncos have Frank Clark, but Frank Clark is going to miss the game because of sickness. Does that Mm, sound familiar?
0: (laughs) No one is surprised in Chiefs' kingdom. But it it really is a focus of the offense. It feels like Travis is probably going to be okay from what we've seen of his uh, rumblings out on the practice field. It does feel like that. And if you want to hear some of those rumblings, you can get on the text line at 816-357-8781. Go get signed up over there. It does feel like he's going to be able to go, but if not – the, the the discussion Matt and I had yesterday was uh, maybe they elevate Bushman, maybe they don't. I right now on today's field feel like you have all these wide receivers. Let's let's go more four and five wide. Let's see what you got there. Let's let's spread it out and take that into the game plan rather than trying to double down and bring Matt Bushman up and try to put some pressure on him to play in a in a thirteen package or even a twelve package that maybe he's not quite ready for.
1: I would say change your, and I don't disagree with you, but I would say change what the thought process is. Don't use 13. Uh, If you have a 13-type play that you think that you want to run, use a guy like Rasheed Rice or a Justin Ross in that scenario. Generally speaking, in 13 personnel, you're not going to have everybody down on the line scrimmage anyway. You're going to have somebody standing up. You can use a wide receiver, a larger wide receiver in that aspect, and get them some extra snaps that they maybe normally wouldn't get And, yeah, it's not the same as running 13. I get that. But it can still give you a similar look uh, in a lot of ways. And I think that that's really something that they ought to consider. When you start looking at the snap counts and you start looking at how much players are getting used, Rasheed Rice saw a drop in snap counts last week. I would expect that's going to change this week, especially with the possibility of Kelsey being out. Uh, And if Kelsey does play, I still think that Rice should get more snaps. Maybe you give more snaps to a guy like Justin Ross. And maybe the the other thing that you could possibly do is if Kelsey is going to play, limit him to 50% of the snaps or 60% of the snaps. Put him in there on on things where you really feel like you need him on like third down. Don't necessarily use him the entire game like he normally would. I know he's not going to like it, but he's going to have a week and a half to get ready for the next game. And I think that could be a better use than just having him out there the entire game and risk it getting a worse injury.
0: Yeah, and he'll have plenty of time to get there. Now, what are the keys to it? And what are the, some of the weaknesses? We're going to cover those before we get to our, our predictions coming up next. But you need to be prepared for this ball game, and we have something that can help you prepare as well because right now uh, we have a great product for you from our friends at Jay's Case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during anything unexpected, whether it's natural catastrophe, car accident, whatever it is. Um, that's why Jay's Case has put together from Jace Medical, this case that provides you uh, five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping to get treatment or get access to the medications you need in the case of an emergency, uh, that you can actually have them. If something happens like like Maui, you know, you want to have something on hand and it comes in this little uh Vacuum case, it's all in there. You can keep that and it gives you what you need in case of that emergency. And it's super simple. They handle everything from setting up an online evaluation uh, to a, from a licensed pharmacist, medication delivery, ongoing uh, consultation plus care. It's all included and you won't get caught unprepared. That was what they set out to do and they have accomplished it with the J's case. Right now, you get a special deal by getting $20 off these life saving antibiotics from J's case by using our code locked on. You just have to go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com and sign up using that code locked on. Check them out, the Jace case. Now, there's a patient on the table here in the form of the Denver Broncos that could maybe use little life-saving help. Um, Not going to come from the Chiefs' kingdom, I'll tell you that. When you take a look at where the Broncos are, they've played a tough game, okay, against the Jets that clearly uh, the Chiefs, Probably wish they had beaten by more as well. You take a look at the point spreads. Overall, the point differential, the Chiefs are are positive 48 in points they've scored versus given up in their ballgames. The Broncos are negative 60. We're talking about over a hundred-point swing in differential from these two teams. And I I just am unconvinced that there's going to be enough uh, emphasis from the Broncos' offense to counteract that. Am I I crazy? Am I underestimating? Am I falling into a trap?
1: I don't think you're falling into a trap, but – I hate divisional games and I hate divisional games because they always bring the best out in the divisional teams when, it, when they're playing Kansas city. It seems like every single year you get the best shots from Denver. You get the best shots from the chargers. You get the best shots from the Raiders. It doesn't matter uh, how they're playing the rest of the year. They play you tough. And while I agree with you, this game should not be close. This game should be something where Kansas city should win by two scores easily is that going to end up being the case on a Thursday night on a short week with maybe having Travis Kelsey out of the game? I mean, that's a that's a big question. The one thing that I will say is that you have a Denver defense who's at the bottom of the NFL. They may be the worst scoring defense in the NFL. And Kansas City, and uh, sorry, Patrick Mahomes has never played against the worst scoring defense in the NFL. That's going to be intriguing to see. But it really comes down to, to me, is what is Andy Reid going to do? Is he going to be the guy, and this is you and I have talked about this a lot, is he going to be the guy that's going to put the foot on the pedal and hold it down until the middle of the fourth quarter where they're up three scores, and then maybe slow it down a little bit? Because if he takes it off in the second half, watch out. I'm not saying Russell Wilson will come back and they'll win, but they can let let him back in the game.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. You you can't take them for granted. And one guy that I think most specifically has to stay on his P's and Q's is Steve Spagnuolo. Because – There's opportunity here. Uh, If you take a look last week against those New York Jets, uh, again, PFF grades, you guys know how we feel about them in terms of, uh, you know, it's not not written in stone, but a guideline, right? Who's the best blocker in that ball game for the Denver Broncos last week? It's our old friend Mike Burton who graded out the best of any Bronco. That's a bad sign for that offensive line. Ben Powers, uh, kudos to him, put up a, a valiant effort, but there's opportunity all up and down the Broncos offensive line, and the biggest culprit is Mike McClinchey, who normally George harlocks would be lining up over. Gave up two sacks, five total pressures last week. He's the guy that's reeling since his free agent signing in Denver, and no matter what, whether it's George, whether it's Mike Dan, or whoever it has to be, I expect to see edge blitzes. I expect to see corner blitzes. I expect to see safety blitzes and linebacker blitzes right in that B-gap because I think it's susceptible, not just around the edge, but on the inside too. That is exactly where I would apply the pressure I Steve Spagnol.
1: I get it. The one thing I will say is if Karloftis is not able to go tomorrow, I really hope that they activate B.J. Thompson. And I understand he is going to probably give a place in the running game if, if you have him in there on yep. those types of plays. But I don't really care. And I don't care because the reality, at least from my perspective, is if you can rush the passer and you can get after the passer – that's going to help you in this game. If you if he can at least contain when he's rushing, that's the most important thing. If you can keep Russell Wilson from breaking out of the pocket and getting outside, that's what you have to do. And as far as I'm concerned, it, it, put in B.J. Thompson. Give mm-hmm. him a chance to see what he has. I'm not saying he has to play the entire game, but have him there so you can rest some of the other guys. Uh, I, I expect FAU is going to step up and get more snaps, obviously, so we'll see how they end up doing. With that, and maybe they even take Chris Jones and play him outside a little bit more than they normally would. Mm-hmm. If they get Dickerson back and they decide to go heavy on at the defensive tackle position, maybe they have Chris Jones play more DN
0: than normal. Could easily be. And, and I like that concept too. Just to continually churn it, give them something that they haven't seen, less preparation time. Uh the whole nine yards. The other the other key for me is they have to maintain what they've done. Now, was it was as much run last week as it was the week before. No, but. The two games combined, you're talking somewhere between 34 and 50% run. If Andy can maintain that and not fall under the one-third threshold, I think they're going to be in business because I think you're going to be able to grind on that defense that has not played as well as it has in the past, save for maybe Pat Sertan. But I think you got to grind them. Yeah,
1: and imagine that. You say, run the ball more. I get it. Uh, It is what it is when it comes to the run. I think Andy's probably not going to run it near as much as you would like, but they have been running the ball a lot more and Denver is susceptible to the run. So maybe that helps play into, into it. But the one thing, like I said earlier, that I would make sure you do is go for the throat early, try to get up two or three scores in the first half and then continue that into the third quarter. And then maybe you start running the ball later in the game, because you know, you have the ability to run with this offensive line. They can open up holes for Pacheco and it doesn't necessarily have to be Planned runs. It could be situations where you're hitting flat, you know, running backs on the flat, getting the ball on the flat, or running, you know, throwing the ball out to Kadarius Tony or somebody on the outside. Uh, those are just about as good as runs at times. Those types of things can really help this offense.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and look for him to to kind of hit the right hand side of the offense uh, because that's where Denver's defenses has struggled the most in recent games. Is on the left side of their defense, so. Who should we watch? What's going to happen? We're going to hit that coming up next.
1: But I want to tell you about our friends over at PrizeFix. Picks is phenomenal. You need to go check these guys out. Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is all about da- playing daily fantasy sports. It is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You select two more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players. Stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. This week on Price Picks, I'm selecting Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards or Mahomes for more than two touchdown passes. I think you got to feel pretty good about that one for Mahomes this week with with Picks reboot policy, your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, if you are you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with insur- with an insurance policy. So go check out Picks. Go to Pricepicks.com right now, lo- slash LockedOnNFL, and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL using code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy.
0: I like easy fantasy sports. I like easy matchups even more. And when it comes to the Denver Broncos, I think there are a few players that stand out having one of those matchups that I really like. Now, I usually start this off, but I have a feeling I might step on your toes. So why don't you go first? Matchups I'm looking for,
1: uh, I, honestly, it would have been Karloftis versus Garrett Bowles or or their other tackle. I mean, that's that's the direction I was going to be headed. but with Karloftis injured at this point, it's going to be looking at the interior of the defensive line versus the interior of the offensive line of the Broncos. I mean, if Chris Jones and, you know, maybe Mike Dana on NASCAR packages and, you know, maybe, you know, Karlo- if Karloftis is out, that's going to change how they rush the passer getting into those A and B gaps and really getting after Russell Wilson on the inside, as long as the ends are keeping things, uh, contained, I think that they're going to have a lot of success against this Denver Broncos unit. They've given up a lot of sex.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I think it's going to pay a large fl- factor in the ball game, but for me, the number one matchup here this week is very, very simply Trent McDuffie versus Jerry Judy over and over and over. Judy had uh top target share last week at eight uh, was gonna line up out of the slot right where they want McDuffie. It's gonna go well. I, I don't think you're as worried about Cortland Sutton uh coming back from another injury. Uh just doesn't look to have what he used to have. Um Marvin Mims is probably the uh the asterisk guy, the 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 wild card. Uh I think he was only targeted once last He's a guy that makes some big spark plays. So that's going to fall to everybody to keep an eye on. And we've heard them talk about just swarm the defense, right? McDuffie's been preaching that pretty consistently all season long. They're going to have to do that against the Broncos.
1: Yeah, they're going to. And I'm curious to see how they do that. And I'm curious to see how Judy and Cortland Sutton play, especially considering people are talking about them uh, possibly being traded out of Denver. Uh, If they want to be traded and they want to be traded to a team that they would like, then I think that this is a – possible big game for them to try to do something that would show that other teams should try to trade for them. We'll see Uh, when it comes to, you know, the rest of the matchups for me, I mean, the chiefs wide receivers against this Denver Broncos secondary is going to be questionable. Uh, They have a great corner, obviously in Pat Sertan jr. Is that going to be something that's going to stop Kansas city's passing game? I don't think so, but it's the other guys that you have to wonder about. Are can Kansas city's wide receivers open this game up? Denver has struggled on defense the entire year. They should be able to take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, and I think whether Travis is here or whether he's got substitutions, uh, the linebacker level for the Denver Broncos is something that you can attack in the pass. Uh, Kudos to Singleton. He's been playing pretty decently, but Joe's jewel has not been keeping up to his usual standard. Uh, Cooper's been getting some snaps, not playing as well versus the pass. Uh, I I think there's opportunity there. And I, I want the defense to guard for just one other thing, and that is, um, this McLaughlin kid, uh, maybe I'm not saying it right now. There's a lot of talk about that, right? Uh, the speedback type, not something that we've had to worry about in Denver for quite a while, but something that every now and then bites the Chiefs defense. So it, it's this is maybe the most athletic Chiefs defensive unit that we've seen in quite a while. They have to use all of that. I'm looking at Willie Gay. I'm looking at Drew Tranquil to make sure that they keep an eye on this McLaughlin kid, especially when it's uh, you know long distance, second or third down, doesn't really matter to me. When they have to convert. I'm going to be looking for that kid.
1: Well, and it's curious. It, it'll be curious to see how they use Javante Williams. He should be back in this game. Uh, that gives him an, another running back that he hasn't played up to what you would expect him to do based on his rookie season, but he's a very good running back, so you got to hope that they keep him in check. But they've been playing very good against the run, so we'll see how that works. But it's also the passing game, like you said, with, with line. I think you have to worry about a lot of speed, uh, and that's something that has killed Kansas City in the past. But with Tranquil, I think they should be okay. I'm going to be it's curious to see how they do. with – I was just going to say, I'm curious to see how Bolton does it after being out for three
0: weeks and how they use it. Agreed. Him. And it seems like he's going to be available. We'll see what the, the play time is. Um, Drew Trankel has held up really, really well, so you, you want to make sure you yep. keep him in the mix as well. Um, going to be a prime time game. Uh, still a significant amount of rookies and second-year players that are going to be out there. I feel pretty comfortable with it. Um, I'll go first this week because when, when I take a look overall at what the possibilities are, uh Broncos did a decent job putting up 21 points on the Jets last week I don't think they can match that output this week I think the Chiefs defense is good enough and familiar enough that while it's not going to be a blowout I don't think it creeps up there for them in the end I think the Chiefs do what they always do they get out they probably settle a little bit too much but I'm going to call it 28-17 Chiefs
1: I could definitely see that I really would prefer Kansas City scoring over 35 Um it, Week in and week out, this offense just needs to get going back to where it was in the past, and I think that this is a game where they should get right, and mainly because of look at the schedule they have coming up. Yeah, they play the Broncos again in two weeks after this game, but they play the Chargers the next week, and then they play the the Dolphins. You're going to need offense for that. You need to get your offense going, and you need to put points on the board. Uh, I would love to see them score more than 35. I don't think they're going to. I'm going to go 31-17 Kansas City.
0: I like it. Folks, we would love to hear your thoughts uh, and let us know what your prediction is. Put it in the comments down below this particular video. You can access that even if you're in the live chat. Give that a shot. We're going to be looking to uh, go live post-game, a little bit delayed after the pressers. But we will be live for you, so make sure you catch us on Thursday night. Looking forward to to another primetime game for this team. Thank you for spending your time with us. Make sure that you like, sub, and hit the bell on this channel right here, this video right here. Make sure you check out the rest of the podcast network because there's a lot to go around. Uh, Hit the text line if you want more information. We have some pregame things. We have some in-game things. You can always find the shorts here on the YouTube channel. That number is 816-357-8781. We're going to have a good time. It's Thursday night football coming at you. Thanks for spending your time with us today, and we'll catch you tomorrow.